eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'm Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, it feels like the Bengals just played a game and we're recording a post-game episode after a loss because the emotion so far this season, and you could say that a little bit last year, they're so up and down all over the place. You see the 0-2 start, they get off to a hot start, this offense is rolling, it's one of the top in the NFL right now when it comes to exciting offenses, and then we get the news a couple hours ago that Jamar Chase, it's sources, reports that uh, he could be out for an extended period of time. Some are saying four to six weeks. How are you doing? Uh, I'm accepting challenges as gifts right now. You know, this is, uh, you know, we all work through it, different phases. Uh, but no, I mean, it's um, it's frustrating. And he is the driving force of the offense. Second most player, second most player, second most important player on the offense behind Joe Burrow. I don't think this kills them necessarily. They should still be able to produce at least a league average offense, but it does probably limit their upside. I don't know if they can be a elite offense without Jamar Chase, but do they need to? And we can get into that. Yeah, uh, you know, you think about what this team has done over the last couple of weeks and the defense still has a lot of talent and we are not going to be talking defense heavy, maybe more in our prediction of the game against the Cleveland Browns and how that's going to help them too. But at the same time, yeah, you lose a guy like Jamar Chase and at times this season, it felt like it was, he was the guy. He was the guy Joe was trying to find on the field. He's obviously the top targeted player on this offense and it's really scary when you have a healthy Jamar Chase, a healthy T Higgins, a Tyler Boyd out there, even Hayden Hurst. If your run game gets going with Joe Mixon, it's a different offense and you know you 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 look ahead to this Browns game and you know Denzel Ward could be out and you think about that matchup what that was going to look like with Jamar Chase and you really take advantage of that you know it's almost just a look ahead to this Monday night football game and then it just feels like a dagger to think 
one of your most exciting players who we saw score two touchdowns, two very exciting touchdowns while playing injured against the Falcons and think, whoa, they're going to be without him for a period of time. And one of the things that they had last year with them and, and with this team, mostly not when it comes to the offensive line, but the weapon room is, is health, you know, health, health was on their side. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to look back and feel frustrated on games when you had the health, um, you know, they were without T Higgins and two of their losses, but at the same time, you know, it was a couple games and I think what's scary and not, I'm going to be, I'm going to get optimistic, but right now we've just got to talk about our feelings. We have to get out the first part. And what's a little scary about it is we're not doctors. We really don't know how long Jamar's going to be out. Um, they haven't put him on the IR and the optimism is, Hey, they're not saying surgery right away. So that's semi exciting um, that it doesn't sound season ending, but a lot of it has to heal and Jamar feels fine, but the photos say otherwise on what's really going on. And of course, one thing that a player does when he hears an extended period of time is they're going to go get other opinions. And that's one thing that Jamar Chase is doing. Him not being there today was pretty much, uh, it was a pretty big sign to think, okay, there's a little more to this than, than what we thought it would be because we talked about it last week on the podcast with Jamar being limited if that was going to impact anything anyone he went in practice maybe limited at times but played in a full game left early going into halftime but came back to finish the game and it's just there's so many different ways to look at it and and what that means but we just have a lot of unknowns for him in this season yeah well um this team hasn't really played without him so we have a lot of hypotheticals about what you know, what it could look like, um, probably less explosive. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to spam their favorite double go 989 play as often, but <clears throat> we don't know. I mean, this is what coaches and quarterbacks get paid for to be able to win through adversity like this. I, I know I believe in Joe Burrow. I, I'm pretty, I'm in between on Zach Taylor. I think he does good stuff. And then sometimes there's head scratching decisions. We always talk about it. Um, this is where he proves people wrong, right? This is where Zach Taylor can take a step forward and show everybody, I don't need that guy to produce a good offense and to win games. If they go 2-0 and into the bye without Jamar Chase. I mean, that's huge for them, getting to, what, 6-3 and three at the at the bye. That's that's nice. That's And these are two very winnable games with or without Jamar Chase. And uh, you kind of wish you had DJ Reader back, so there would only be one major injury right now. It sounds like Logan Wilson will be back, which is great news. So it will at least only be two major injuries, I, I hope. But um, they are two, two top I'll, – I'll be conservative and say two top three players on each side of the ball. So can the defense has been able to not – be as good as they were, but perform without reader. Can the offense do the same without chase? And we'll see starting Monday. Yeah. And and the thing is, we talked about it going into the season, you know, maybe added wide receiver depth. When you look at wide receiver, number four, who number four could be, there is obviously going to be, I feel like it's going to be Mike Thomas and Trent Taylor, who are going to be that wide receiver, number three, going into Monday Night Football, I don't see them bringing in another body 
in the next couple of days, we get into Friday tomorrow at travel day Sunday. They'll have a light walk through Saturday morning. Then they play Monday night football. I could be proven wrong because this front office has done some crazy things over the last couple of years in a very positive, good way to help the team, knowing this is a win now window for them. Um, but if there were a trade possibility, I'll get into those in just a moment. I, I feel like that would happen after this game and after Jamar Chase hears from more specialists so they can get a better timeline. If this is something that we're not doctors, I mean, I, I believe me, I'm I'm all about reading the optimistic side of people saying my family member or my brother's sister had a hip injury and this is how long they were. Nobody really knows. And yes, Jamar Chase isn't a human, so maybe he'll, he'll heal faster, but we do not know on the medical side what's really going on with Jamar Chase this hip, you know, you hope for the best. And as you mentioned, if you go 2-0 into your body, you get that extra week of rest. And I think a lot of people on social media are a little confused with how the IR, short-term IR works when it comes to the games and weeks. At the moment, they have not put him on the IR. They are going to make that decision pretty quickly because they'll want to make it before Monday Night Football, wanting that to count as one of the games since he is not playing in that game. It doesn't count as four weeks. I know some people out there thought maybe four games. Yeah, for some people thought it was going to be the the bye week would count as. I mean, that would be great, but at the same time, he would be eligible to return by the Chiefs game, which would hit around the six week timetable, and that's what they're really putting out there right now. But we we don't know a thing. The big oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering, just while you were mentioning that last part. While you mentioned the last part, I was wondering, do they play with fire a little bit and don't use the short-term IR because that is going to take you to the Chiefs game, right? And maybe they think we can get one extra game. If we don't put them on IR, we have to burn a roster spot. But is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, we could see. It's just because it is. it does feel like such a long time because of the bye week that you might not need that extra week. And what are you using the extra roster spot on is just – things I'm thinking out loud about. I expect them to use the uh, short-term IR, but because of the bye week, I could see them maybe trying to go without it. Yeah, and that was one of the things that you heard right away. Malik Wright was the first one that reported it that I saw, and then the national media picked up on it. And as soon as they did, I'm like, okay, this is for real. And I believe my guy Malik, and he put it out there and credit to him uh, for finding that information and breaking the news there. Unfortunately, I was, I mean, I, I was actually hoping he was wrong, to be completely honest. I didn't want that news to be real. Uh, but yeah, Malik is a good follow and a, and a good insider when it comes to the Bengals news. Uh, you're right, though. The, one of the things you read is a possibility for IR, short-term IR. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you jumping ahead to that? You know, me, They've done it before where even when it was the injury for Drew Sample, it took them a while to make that move. We knew They knew he was done for the season, but they didn't make any moves or anything for a couple weeks into that. And I could see, again, we are going to find out really quickly, I feel like in the next 48 hours, what they decide to do. Um, kind of just waiting to see if maybe another specialist or the other people that Jamar Chase is talking to that he they decide, hey, we'll we'll use that extra bye week and maybe he doesn't end up playing in four of those games and you could have put him on there, or you don't you don't need the the roster spot and you keep Jamar Chase still there. You know, maybe he's with the team, maybe he travels with the team. Um, but I I agree with you. I don't think you need to automatically say, 
let's put them on IR, we're done. Unless you are hearing, you know, from a doctor saying he is not going to be on the field again for about another six weeks, then yeah, it's a no brainer. You make that move. But I do think that they do want to hear from as many people as possible before they do make that decision. Because again, it's it's one of those things we started to look out look at after this Falcons game, a look ahead of the schedule. And I know a lot of people point to it. You, you look at Cleveland, you get the Carolina Panthers, you go to buy, you get the Steelers again, and then you have the Titans. And I hear a lot of people on social media saying, oh, this is a, if, if any time, this would be the perfect time to have this happen to you. If you had to have it happen. I think it's more of, you now look at all of these games week by week. You get through Monday, then you look ahead to the Carolina Panthers game. And then you get into the bye week and you just get there as healthy as you possibly can. And you pray to God that DJ Reader and Jamar Chase continue to heal uh, because I still feel like DJ Reader is going to come back after bye. I don't see him coming for the Carolina Panthers game. But again, anything is possible. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like these next 48 hours are really going to be telling on what the next four to six weeks really looks like for Cincinnati and Jamar Chase. Yeah, uh, Reader being ruled out so early isn't good for his chances next week. Just usually when you're ruled out, like at the, at the first press conference, that means, yeah, he's probably not going to be good for next week either. Next week, you'll probably get like, a, I don't think so, or like, we'll see. And then he's ruled out on like Thursday or something. We don't know. But yeah. he could even be ruled out early again next week, but then there's the bye week. So just think of Reader, I, I agree, probably the week after the bye. Um, and that was what uh, an avoidance of a landmine with that one, because his knee just when somebody runs into it like that, you just think the worst mm -hmm. and you get out of that with just an MCL sprain. We didn't talk about it. I don't think we've talked about it since the injury, but it's just like oof, that feels so relieving to just like, OK, it's not it's not a season under. See, he'll be back. Um, yeah. So I guess we could talk a tiny bit about what the offense might be like without yeah. Jamar Chase. Um, I would expect a little bit more mix and touches. I think that's one thing they'll lean a little bit more on. I don't think defenses will play them the same way. I, I, they get all this too high right now and cover two and put it playing quarter, quarter, half and always having the half to Jamar Chase. So he's facing cloud and these brackets and all these funky coverages. Um, I don't think they'll do that just because of T and Boyd but those are really good receivers. So I think the Bengals can still attack defenses through the air. I think they have a really good quarterback. Hurst, underrated part of that. I question the wide receiver three, and I think that's going to be a lot of the next segment, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, what the wide receiver three could be. Um, we, we <laughs> we'll get into that later. But, yeah, I just – I don't think they'll be as explosive. I think none of the guys they have right now are huge downfield threats T to me, intermediate type guy, Boyd, a little bit more shallow, even though he does have some long touchdowns on the year, uh, long plays. I still think of him more, more as the underneath guy. And then Hurst, he can stretch it a little bit, but I still think he's more of an underneath guy. And then they're just going to have to slowly methodically move the ball down the field. Can they get defenses to play more single high? Because I don't think that's just a Jamar chasing that they like throwing against that. I think that's a Joe Burrow thing too, and getting T one-on-one -on -one along the sideline. So I think they can get defenses into more of these single high coverages. They'll probably still do a lot of shotgun. Although I think that's the part I'm most curious about. Do they try to run different personnel groupings? Do they try to run more 12 personnel, even 21 personnel get, 
you know, P. Ryan Evans, whoever on the field at the same time, I threw that bone to the fans. You're welcome for the Evans content. Uh, but like, do they go 12 personnel with Asiasi and Mitchell Wilcox a little bit more, 13 personnel? That under center stuff wasn't working much this season, but I know they do happen to like it. So when you're down to Mike Thomas being on the field for 90% of snaps, or you can run some more 12 and 21, do you get into that? And does that mean you get away from the shotgun spread stuff? I think that'll be the most telling thing on Monday. Yeah. And you mentioned it earlier in the podcast, it's really going to be one of those games where Zach Taylor is earning his paycheck um, over the next few weeks without a guy like Jamar Chase, but still have plenty of options on this offense. I think a lot of teams, um, you know, we've seen injury reports before with their wide receivers out wide receiver one wide receiver number two and they still manage to stay in an NFL game and make it competitive it can happen I promise it's yeah. not over I think what Andy of, Reid's doing without Tyree Kill yeah and I think a lot of teams if, if this was their problem with their offense of course losing I'm not I mean not underestimating this losing Jamar Chase hurts big time obviously you don't want him to go down and you want him to heal and get back out there as fast as possible but I think a lot of teams would say oh we have T. Higgins, we have Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, maybe get the run game going. Little Chris Evans out there, got to mention his name, get the fans hyped <laughs> about him as a weapon. Not saying he's wide receiver because I know how you feel about that. St Stanley Morgan at fullback, you know, our honorary fullback. So, yeah, as long as he's healthy, as long as he's healthy um, and can get him out there. And, and one time he was, but as long as he's good to go, um, yeah. You're, you're good. I mean, there's there's still options with this offense. I mean, and then uh, just this week, do you think it's uh, a call up practice squad? They're not going to bring somebody in no. to start them this week or anything. It's definitely going to be a practice squad call up. It's way too it's way too close to the end of the week. And as I mentioned, you get your light practice tomorrow, a little walkthrough on Saturday. You travel to Cleveland on Sunday. There's just no way that you're bringing in somebody right now. And you can have those discussions. The phone still works. Um, you, you can still call those NFL teams. Yeah, Duke, Duke can make calls, but he's Duke, he's you don't have a dial on the phone, you're good. I mean, you still have service. Zach's um, not sending PDF files of the playbook to different receivers, no, right? Just that's yet. not happening. And may and you know, those and maybe they fly a guy in to, to try out and you sign him next week, or you you know, you do make the calls to other front offices and you make a trade. But we're gonna get to more of that next on this next segment because we can go on and on. I have something I really want to say to fans that I'm really getting a lot of my mentions right now. Next on it's always this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We 
Tyler back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We have so much we want to say in this segment. We're going to get it out. I, I, I have something that I've been thinking about for the last two hours because it's in my mentions. I could look at it right now and probably find five people in the last 30 seconds that have tweeted me and asked, why not OB? Not, why, why not Odell Beckham? He's out till December. That's that's, that's the that reason. Why in the okay? I'm not not to yell. I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Why in the world would a team try and bring in Odell when he's not even available for a position you want a guy to be available at right now? That doesn't help. And then I had a person reply back and say, "Well, it just kind of shows everybody what they're doing. Shows them what that you're bringing in a guy who can't play. And he's gonna be on the sidelines and he's gonna be worthless. No, that's not okay." Please stop tweeting me that. If you tweet it to me one more time, I'm going to think you're a parody account. <laughs> it's I, I feel like it's okay for the people that don't know if they if they respond and go like, oh, I didn't know he was still going to be out. Yeah, that's right. It's you're the right. people. Right. It's the people that like say like, do it anyway. It's like you just you're not solving the problem. You're just you're making the problem that. bigger. Yeah, you're going to make the problem bigger for later. Um, let's just go through guys that are just strict nose off the top of my head. Elijah Moore, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy. All these guys aren't happening. Let's no. just throw that out the window. Um, these Those guys are guys that are for future plans for teams. If the Packers want to chase Claypool, throw him out the window too. Although I don't think anybody said anything about him because he's a stealer. Although I actually think he kind of fits better than those guys in Chase's role because a go-ball guy. Steelers but no. are doing that? No, absolutely not. I will... <laughs> What are the Bengals actually going to send for like an Elijah Moore? They're not sending a first round pick for that guy. So like if the Packers want one of these guys, they could send that because they have a future need at the position despite drafting Christian Watson and having all those guys. Um, let's just throw those out the window. 90% sure there are no's. Brandon Cooks cost too much money. The Texans would have to take like, I don't know, 18 million of his dead cap or something. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't looked at his contract too much because I just know he signed for like two for 40 last year. It's like, no, they have $3 million in cap space. Let's get realistic. Um, the other one that I think is a probably no. We talked about a little bit in the break. Will Fuller's probably no. If he was healthy, he'd be playing. Uh, and uh, he also hasn't played in like two years. Let's, that's such a cool Madden idea to get. And I think he's a good receiver. I don't think that this is like a he's good and mad and not real life. It's I think he's a good receiver. The guy hasn't played in like two years. If it happens, I'll be stoked. I, I, I'm i like 95% sure that doesn't happen. So let's get to some realistic options. I have plenty and you can, uh, let, let me just burn through some guys that are no names that I don't think they do, but you know, available. Uh, former quarterback, Greg Ward. <laughs> he could play outside a little bit. I'm just going to throw that one out there. He's like $200,000. I don't know if he's injured or not because of that. Um, Scotty Miller, another guy who can play outside from Tampa got speed there's doesn't break the bank um i've got like a few guys that i really like as trade candidates and signing so i'll just get to those in a bit uh john ross's john ross's old friend dante pettis another uh place for the bears nine hundred thousand dollar cap hit um and then oh i did want to do this real quick the former Bengals that everybody keeps saying aj green no auden tate john ross I say no to all those guys. No. Is the Marvin Jones reunion a possibility? 100%. Here's the thing about Marvin Jones and what's so... Although looking at his cap pit, it's $8 million. I think the Jags would eat that, though. I think they'd eat that because he's not performing that well for them. And the Jags have made some questionable moves over the last couple (laughs) weeks. So I feel like this is a great time to hit with the Jags. Um, So why not... Hey, they replaced their coach with a competent guy. They did not replace that GM. It's still bulky. (laughs) 
we're all about it. But no, I agree with you. It's kind of it's kind of wild how um, they'll be in a similar situation they were in with with Marvin Jones and the AJ Green stuff in a couple years. When you think of T Higgins and Jamar Chase, because Marvin Jones left because he wanted to be a number one receiver, which is totally fine. I think the Bengals offered a very similar contract to him, and he went to the Lions. He had himself a nice he's, little career. He's probably the only guy on that list that left on amicable terms. The other guys, they don't, they don't want to come back. Yeah, <laughs> at least yet. Like DJ Green will come back for the Hall of for the Ring of Honor and all that stuff. But right now, he's he's probably like, I don't want to go back to that team. I I didn't like the last time I was there for that last. Yeah, year. AJ Green's not coming back. I don't. No offense to AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green is not AJ Green anymore. No, thank you. I I died. Been there, done that. Too. No, no, John Ross. No, 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 no. That's not yeah. happening. It didn't work out. It's not. Oh. It, that's like saying bring William Jackson the third back. <laughs> it really Basically. is. Um, but no, I think what you, you bring up a really good point. If you're going to talk about a former Bengal, that reunion, because Marvin Jones isn't the future of your wide receiver room. Right. I think a lot of people are getting that confused when they think of some of these really big names and who the Bengals should trade for. I do think if the Bengals feel that this is going to be an extended period of time and they get more information that we're not aware of, that there will be a trade that happens and they bring in maybe a little bit of a bigger name guy, but nothing too crazy. No cap okay. or anything I'm like ready. that. I'm ready to give you the guys that I think are slightly bigger name Okay. and realistic. All right. Um, well, I'll just throw out uh, uh, just a couple of frees. Like Preston Williams, he could play outside, just whatever. But let's just get to the guys that I think they could make a trade for. Okay. The first one, Sammy Watkins from the Packers. He's got experience. He's played in the Rams system. I believe Taylor was there at the time. He's $1.7 million on the cap hit, so they can afford it no matter what Green Bay wants to eat out of that. And he's an outside receiver with Super Bowl experience. He had a really clutch play in that Super Bowl, too. So I, I don't know. I think he'd be a good add. He's not my favorite add, but I think it's yeah. a realistic-ish target. I don't know what the Packers are doing, what what the, how they feel about it. It seems like Rodgers hates everybody on that team. He does. So <laughs> if he's okay with Watkins being out, he, uh, he's he got a tiny hand. It's not Sammy Watkins without having a small injury. Not on I was about to say, what is he, he's is he injured? He's active. Is he He's active with the slight hamstring thing. That's just the same Watkins experience. It is. That's exactly but what I thought that's, about. Like, that's my I don't first want... thought. He's a one-year deal, so it's a one-year rental. And um, I don't think he will think, yep, one-year deal, one-year rental. He's, um, yeah, I, I know he's older. I know fans probably aren't excited about Sammy Watkins coming in. But he's he was not bad. And I think this is kind of the ideal one-year rental idea. Well, I don't yeah. know what you think about, though. You can shoot that one down. No, I just say, I honestly, the first thing that popped in my head was um, injury prone. So that was the only thing that I could think of. Yeah. But he has to survive four weeks. Yeah, we need you for four games. So maybe six, but hopefully four. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go on, go on. Okay. Um, so I wonder about, sorry, I lost this one. <laughs> I had them all on my phone just for clarity. Uh, so what is what are the Giants doing with Darius Slayton? He's a million dollars, has one year left on his deal. Uh, they're contenders, and so are the Packers. So, like both of those guys are that's one of the things that I think would hold them back. Do they want to trade away a wide receiver? Especially both those teams have very bad wide receiver groups, but they just trade away one wide receiver. I know that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Could they trade away Darius Slayton as well? He hasn't been a part of their future plans. I think they would be fine getting something for him. A, a fifth or both these guys probably like a fifth six round pick depends what they'll go for i don't think i'd go to a four a five and a six i think would be my limit um just like picks that are almost special teamers <laughs> but 
but yeah, I, I'm interested in Darius Slayton, another guy that can win down the sideline vertically uh, on the outside. He's a guy that lets Boyd stay where he's good, lets T do what he's good at, and kind of fills in the Jamar Chase role and is a one-year rental. The one-year rental thing is big, although the last guy that I mostly uh that I'm most interested in would not be a one-year rental. Not that it's a big deal. Yeah. So you're okay with Darius Slayton Darius Slayton too. And the last guy. I mean, they're not going to move in the meter because oh, really none hard. of these guys are. Who's going to move the meter? Do you think the Bengals are going to move the meter? Jamar they have Chase. three million in cap space. I'm yeah. looking for an upgrade on Mike Thomas. But I think a lot of people. You're right. That I think you bring up a really great point. I think fans need to realize that this is about a Mike Thomas, Trent Taylor replacement, not even full replacement, because you still want Trent Taylor to be a part of this offense at times too. I mean, he had the two point conversion in the AFC Championship game. I'll always yeah. remember that guy. He can do backflips. It's great. Um, but I I need people to remember when they throw these wide receiver names out that this is what this is. It is a rental for the season, and it is your third receiver. It is not your T Higgins. It is not it's even really, your Tyler Boyd. It's really an upgrade on the fourth receiver yeah. so that they can manage through these four weeks at a higher level. I, it's not, yeah. Like you're saying, not a T Higgins, not a Tyler mm -hmm. Boyd future. Those guys aren't losing their job because no. Jamar Chase got injured for four, possibly just four weeks. Hopefully. That's the biggest part. This is four to six, hopefully four, possibly four weeks. No, they're not going to trade for a guy that's going to, you know, take these jobs. All right, last guy. They've had a chance to sign this guy a few times, and they haven't, but they haven't had the opportunity for him. Josh Reynolds. I love it. And Zach Taylor, familiar. Yeah. that I picked two guys familiar, Zach Taylor and Sammy Watkins and Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is my favorite, though. Uh, $2 million cap hit right now for the Lions. He's not part of their future plans, even though he's on a two-year deal. $4 million next year, but it's got no dead cap, so they could cut him, make it a one-year rental if they want. Uh, he can block pretty well. He can play on the outside. He can stretch the field vertically. Does a lot well. I think the only thing holding him back, and the Lions rebuilding, so they'll take a pick for this guy mm -hmm. because he's not part of the future plans. They've got Jamison Williams. They've got TJ Hawkinson. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown. At best, this is their third receiver, and they've got DJ Chark, who's probably taking that job whenever everybody's healthy this year. So I think he'd be available. I think that would be the main guy I would make a call on. The things that are holding me back are the Lions wide receivers are injured right now. Do they want to be completely garbage on the field without him? He's not dealing with anything as far as I oh active knee, limited participant. So he's okay. Um, but it's similar to Sammy, <laughs> except I don't think he's as injury prone. Um, but that's my favorite target because he's familiar with, Zach Taylor, maybe not the current offense because this is so different from what the Rams ran. Yeah. Um, but I think he fits the role really well. I think he is a wide receiver four that can step up and be that wide receiver three when needed. And he plays where they need him to play. We need to stop. Uh, another guy I've seen a few times is uh, D Westbrook. And that's a slot guy. I don't think they're bringing in a slot guy. No, um, so no. How do you feel about Josh Reynolds? So I feel good about it. And the first thing I thought when you said that was the Zach Taylor connection. The only question I ask is they brought this guy in a couple times. Yep, and they didn't sign and him. They didn't sign him. That's so, that's the main thing holding me back. Like the first, one thing is just do the Lions want to be that bad? They probably could. <laughs> they probably want Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever they like. Um, but do they the front office, not the coach? The coach yeah, will probably be upset yeah. about this move, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I wanted. That's what I want to know more they've about. They brought him in. They brought him in why? a few times and they didn't do it. Yeah. Why did? Why wasn't he? And maybe in his the head. The yeah, theory it was a is just thing where he yeah. wanted to be more than the fourth receiver. Yep. 
that's oh. my thought is he probably, I shouldn't say probably my hope is he wanted to be the more than the fourth receiver. He wanted to actually have a role on mm -hmm. the team and the Bengals fourth receiver. Isn't like always your normal fourth receiver. Cause that guy doesn't see the field. Uh, mm -hmm. their, th their three receivers are so talented and able to just play 90% of snaps because they're very well conditioned. Everything you want them on the field as much as possible. He goes to Lions because they don't have that. Um, and I don't, did he just resign with the Rams the time before that when they brought him in before? I think he I might would have, have to go back. And that, that he, I just always remember the excitement when he did come in for a workout because yep. everyone's like, oh, the depth of wide receiver. Look at what they're doing. I mean, imagine that guy on the roster. And then it just never worked out. So I guess I would want to know more um, on why it didn't. And that's my guess. That's my guess is it, he didn't want to be that guy on this offense. Do you think um, the, this is just a stupid one? Do you think the Giants would pay us to take Kenny Galladay? No, get him. No. <laughs> No, that would be the worst, worst <laughs> moment in the entire world. Yeah, because yeah. you remember the offseason when everybody was like, oh, Gala day. We <laughs> wouldn't have gotten Jamar Chase. It was never a thing. It was never a thing. His agent was calling Cincinnati. It was never a thing. It no. wasn't going to happen. But it's still wild to think about. It's funny to think how far we've come in just a year I mean, and a it half. Like I it was like 24 to 48 hours, and it was it took over Bengals Twitter. And just a few months, a month later, they forgot all about it because Jamar Chase was uh, drafted. So, no, I, I think you just bring up a really great point. And I think those are realistic because I think a lot of people need to remember that. Be realistic yeah, I, yeah, about it. it. Stay because, realistic because yeah. I know I know you'll get the interactions and the love if you see. Hey, I think this team could use a Jerry Judy. Okay, that's great for four weeks. You're you've got an awesome offense for four. What now? Yeah. <laughs> he comes back and what now? Also, Jerry Judy doesn't really play like Jamar Chase. That guy can't play through contact. Um, and Jamar Chase loves to play through contact. So I think what the Bengals actually value too is the ability to win at the catch point. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot, I think what Twitter loves to value is separation. I just, I don't think the Bengals have that as high on their, like uh, their list of like valuable traits as Twitter might, especially for on the outside, just Jamar Chase T Higgins aren't huge separators. They just dunk on guys that can get open. They can get vertical and stress defenses that way. They're not, saucing a guy and you know making him fall over getting seven yards of separation that's really hard to do against good players um and that's possibly yeah. why some of those guys don't do well against those guys and i think we need to give a little more credit to the front office i think they're intelligent yep. into this situation they're not gonna do no offense twitter no offense i know there's a lot of gms out there i Go forgot ahead. we missed one guy we missed one guy that's huge right now Terrace marshall Okay, that connection, bring it back. Bring it all the okay, way back. Right. Bring it all the way back. I, um, I'm okay with that one, too. At first, before the injury, I wasn't really for it, just because he kind of is the Jackson Carmen of the Panthers, although he is active now, and I think he caught three passes last week. Maybe seeing his former guy. Maybe seeing his former guy. He plays on the outside. He can stretch the field vertically. I don't think that's the worst move, especially considering the injury now. Can you, hey, can you flip Carmen and a sixth, a seventh? For Marshall, maybe. And, and if that if he is on if was on the radar is on the radar, you know they're asking Joe Burrow what he thinks. 
in that situation. He is valued by the front office and the coaching staff. But but look, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the – I can't believe we've already got 33 minutes in. We could talk about this for another three hours, honestly, when we think about the wide receiver room. There's so much to talk about. We didn't get to your questions. Um, there were questions from about five to six hours ago, and you guys were bringing up Jamar Chase and if there should be any concern because of the hip injury. And unfortunately, um, yeah, there is a little bit of a concern right now. I would have looked stupid because I would have said, ah, I think he plays. He played last week. We talked about it last week. And I thought I felt stupid. I felt stupid for bringing it up. I was like, oh, that was pretty dumb of me to bring up the Jamar Chase hip thing. Like it was ended up being like, no, nah, he's fine. He's playing. He's jumping into the stands. Like he's he's totally fine. But um, but yeah, so I feel um I'm gonna get optimistic in our next segment because we're gonna look ahead to Monday night football. And you'll have plenty, I know it over on all Bengals, but next we'll get to our prediction on it's always game day in Cincinnati. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Again, when I started this podcast, this really felt like a pod that we do after a loss. It just kind of just feels like a dagger that you get that news right around 4 to 5 p.m. that you're going to be without Jamar Chase. Um could be nothing is final right now but it does look like he's out for monday to be determined on what that looks like if he goes on short-term ir if he'll miss four games um he's definitely getting extra specialist visits and finding out more information before the Bengals make that move we will more than likely get that move in the next 48 hours as we're recording this on a thursday night with that being said we'll talk about monday night football and it's with al jamar chase Cleveland Browns have a pretty lengthy injury report too. What is going to happen on Monday night? Okay. Um, so I had a prediction ready and then the news yeah. broke. And now I'm like, okay, do you stick with that? It has to be a little bit different because Jamar Chase does have quite an impact on the team. I would say, I think that, Okay, so let's just talk about the styles make fights, right? The styles here are the Browns like to run under center. They like to run the ball, and they like to run play action off of it. They've got the best running back in the league, some say. I would, I, I would, agree. I would agree. Uh, but, you know, I just want to say, yeah, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, these guys are great. Christian McCaffrey. No, but- we, see, we saw we saw Derrick Henry. All right, he was he had the foot thing. <laughs> he was like three weeks removed from a foot fracture, but okay, yeah, okay. yeah did, the Bengals right. did give it Nick Chubb. Right. Give it Nick, Nick, Nick Chubb is the one that kills the Bengals. Let's just get there. Let's yes, just, he's a killer. He's a Bengals. He's killer. Definitely the best, <laughs> best running back the Bengals face. Um, so he's he's awesome, and they've got a really good offensive line, even though it's slightly worse than last year, um, just because they lost all pro JC Treader, and now they've got. I don't remember who they're. Wyatt Teller person. could be out. Wyatt Teller could be out. That's mm-hmm. big. I didn't even see that. But yeah, he's on the injury report. Wyatt Teller and Joel Petonio are the best guard duo in the NFL. Um, I just, that's just, they're both top five at their position. They're both 
elite to borderline elite players. I don't know what what uh, how much that means. I know a lot of people try to say guards the least valuable offensive line position. Whatever they make that run game go. They've got solid tackles that you know do well in that run game as well. I think if the Bengals want to stop the run game, it honestly comes down to their offense being explosive. Not explosive, but efficient and able to score uh, score touchdowns. Because if they can score, they're not like the Falcons where they'll end up with 13 pass attempts even when they're down 21 most of the game. They will throw the ball if they go down. So do you force them to pass? Because their passing offense isn't anything to write home about. It looks fairly good statistically, but that's because they can run a ton of play action and get teams to bite really hard because the run game's really good. So that's their offense. I think if the Browns get out to a lead or this game is even and the Bengals offense isn't motoring that well, I think you could see their offense work really well. But if you could force them to get into obvious passing downs and get into the obvious passing formations, then I think the Bengals defense has the upper hand. Then on the defensive side, I mean, that Browns defense... It's uh, not great. It's uh, what some would describe as a Burger King because the offense can have it their way. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like you met just like really bad food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that too. No. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, their run defense isn't good. Their defensive tackles uh, have been bad, just bad this year. They like to play four downs. So they have four linemen on the – front and then two linebackers behind it typically i mean the Bengals don't really get into heavy stuff to try to force them into their base personnel so nickel personnel is four down two linebackers those guys just haven't been able to defend the run they've got Clowney and garrett both can defend the run a bit different levels um but man those defensive tackles they get moved like seven yards repeatedly not just like a one-time thing it's like ooh, not a great unit um and then the linebackers aren't doing a good job to JOK's regressed a tiny bit. I know they just added uh, Deion Jones. He's been more of a coverage guy his whole career. And then their safeties aren't playing that well either. And then the corners are also disappointing in the passing game. I mean, I feel like maybe it's the communication. Maybe it's the safeties. I don't know. But all this to say, I think the Bengals are going to be able to play offense even without Jamar Chase. I think T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. The way the Browns like to play defense plays into the Bengals. They like to be in cover three. They like to play quarters as their too high package. And the Bengals haven't struggled that much against quarters. They struggle when you start playing those cover two and quarter, quarter, half stuff. They don't really get into that too often. So I think the Bengals offense will be fine. Can the defense hold up? I think the game could come down to do the Bengals take a lead or, you know, start strong, just like the Falcons game. Because if they start strong, I feel very confident about this team winning. But if they start slow and they let the Browns run game get going, I don't know if they can stop it, even with Jay Tufele playing much better than what they had there the past couple weeks. I will say 34-27 Bengals as my prediction. I think the Bengals still get 34. I I wrote that before, and I I do feel like maybe I should have changed it to 31-27. But I'm just going to go 34. I think this Bengals offense is still going to move the ball against the Browns. I don't think their defense stops them. I think Denzel Ward looks like he's going to miss another week. And then you're looking at all these injuries. They weren't even good with Ward, who I think is a really good corner. The safeties have both been playing poorly. Just a lot going wrong for them. And then you got a rookie slot guy against Tyler Boyd. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their injury report right now. And 
some of these guys they'll put on there. They're not going to practice and they'll list the injury and they end up being just fine. Um, it's just weird with a Monday night football game. It's actually Wednesday in the NFL world for the Bengals and the Browns is their first full day. We'll see another practice tomorrow. And then it's light after that with their walkthroughs before travel day. But you look at them, they're without Denzel Ward right now. The concussion stuff is pretty scary with Denzel Ward because he's had quite a few. Um, and everybody knows how the NFL is working right now when it comes to concussions. They're and, being, I, think oh, I think this is like his third week missed with this one concussion. So it must be yeah. really bad. Yeah, it's it, early October uh, when he had that. I want to say it was against the Chargers. So, yeah, that's definitely it's a scary situation altogether. But not having him out there will hurt their secondary, even though it hasn't been playing that great. Wyatt Teller uh, dealing with the calf injury. I know Miles Garrett has been listed on these reports, still playing, but um, after that car accident that he was in, uh, you you know, just another, some of the questionable guys that might end up playing a few rest guys, but definitely something to keep an eye on, I think, with Wyatt Teller uh, more than anybody. on and the JOK, do not Yeah, do not he's practice. on there right now, too. Yeah, and that, all of them didn't practice today. So I think tomorrow we'll get a better look at what we're probably going to see on Monday Night Football. You normally do see that on your Thursday reports more than your Wednesday because it can be loaded with guys who don't practice and then some guys are on rest days. And it did list a few guys who were just having rest days. But just something to keep an eye on, too, um, that not only are Cincinnati dealing with losing Jamar Chase and you don't have DJ Reader out there, you do have another team who has injuries, too. So... I agree with you. Um, I think Cincinnati wins this game still. I gave my prediction already. We do predictions over on all Bengals, and I wrote it this morning. Think I I was ahead of the game. Think oh, I'm getting this Me out too. of the way. I don't need to do anything. I mentioned Jamar Chase in there. I just, I mean, I'm going to have to go back and edit and change that because I'm going to look silly. Um, I actually, even with Jamar Chase, didn't have them hitting 30. I think it's been really fun to watch this offense over the last couple of weeks and still feel like they could get 30. And, you know, now I feel like there's probably, I, I just don't see it. Uh, depending on how the start looks, the fast start, Brian Callahan talked about it today. You know, if they win the toss, they're going to go for it. If they, if the Browns lose it, I still see, or if the Browns win it, I still see them deferring and Cincinnati goes for it. And I think it's just really kind of the same game plan that we saw against Atlanta getting off to that fast start. You're going to be without one of your playmakers, but I think what terrifies me the most, and we talked about it in the early predictions, is Nick Chubb. Um, it's just the past history, what he's been able to do. But at the same time, I think about that game a lot last year at Paul Brown Stadium. And just when they had Baker Mayfield in most of those games, he had to play his face off um, and just look unreal. And they played their best game against Cincinnati. And when it rained, it poured. Everything went wrong. There were turnovers. It just looked so sloppy uh, going into their bye week. But I think Joe knows he's 0-3 against this team and yes he's going to be without one of his favorite guys he doesn't he doesn't want to drop to 0-4 you don't want to drop to 0-3 in the AFC North if you have any shots at, at getting to the playoffs it's going to be hard in the wild card spot and you want to, the best route to get there is going to be winning the division again and you're right there with the Baltimore Ravens so I think they win I think it's going to be a close one it might not look like a great football game I'll say 26-20 uh, and it's more, I just think that they, they can get enough going with the Browns offense to put up 20 with Nick Chubb and do enough. Um, but I still like this defense. And my next question, because we have to follow it up every week until it happens, will they give up a second half touchdown, this defense? Yes. Because oh. I haven't scored 27. So You're right. Like, that'll be hard to 
that'll be hard to do. And but didn't you say last I week they, the same thing? I I did. I I they were they, it was close. Eli Apple almost did. <laughs> <laughs> right before right before halftime. I think it's it's gonna break eventually. I don't this they is can a good, do, they can do it good, in like an L, that's a, fine. This is a pretty good offense. They could do it in now. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. basically what I'd say. Do they score in the third quarter? Because the third quarter defense has been the best part, I think. Um, so I'll say no. But um, anyway, uh, just real quick is that the Browns defense, 28th by uh, – I'm using DVOA, which is very – you know I don't know how it's calculated. Advanced stat for adjusting for the opponent and how well they do down-to-down and taking out some variance. Um, 28th, 6th, but 5th, 6th worth. Uh, pass defense and 27th rush defense. So neither one is good and they are banged up now. I just, I just remember those 2020 games. And if this game's gonna be like in 2020, Joe Burrow was able to slowly move the ball down the field. They lost 34 37 in that one. Um, but Hey, that was a close game. They should have won. I still remember the geo yo-yo motion <laughs> to score the game winning touchdown that, that lives in my mind forever. Um, but I think it'll be like one of those. That's that's how I feel. It's just I think the Browns will be able to move the ball. I think Stefanski has always done a good job against the Bengals defense, no matter what. But I think that the Bengals offense will have the upper hand because I've been saying they're they're not an elite unit anymore, but they could be above average. And you're facing one of the worst defenses in the league that's injured. Yeah. I'll take it. I, honestly, yeah, and I, I sound so old, and I sound like a broken record, but I'll just start it. As long as they get off to a fast start, I'll feel good about the way this game is going to go um, in the first and second half. But, you know, I just think a lot of – we're going to end this very optimistic. We already ended it optimistic. We both predicted a win for them, and we know Jamar Chase won't be playing. So I think looking ahead, the most important thing is you take this week, and you if they get a win, that's huge because you get Carolina Panthers at home. Um, well, Dropping to zero and three in the division would also be very bad. It would be very, and to be without your receiver uh, for a few weeks, that could be, that just would be just a dagger. There, the optimist optimism. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I would have it. I I'd it still be there as long as they beat the Panthers. That I think they make the playoffs and then they can go on a run. But I'd be like, that'll probably be on the road a lot in those playoff games. <laughs> It would just feel like without they didn't deal with the Jamar Chase injury last year, but it would feel like such deja vu of going into your bye, just kind of feeling like, ooh, you got some work to do in November and December. Um, so I'm just not, yeah, I'm not, we're not thinking about that. I think people just need to realize instead of counting all these four games, these five games, these six games, I did it. I said he's eligible. If he goes on the IR, he's not on there yet. If he goes on there, he'd be eligible to return for the Kansas City Chiefs game early December. But at the same time, I think you do, you got to take it week by week. It, it you still got Joe Burrow out there. And with Joe Burrow, you always have a shot. I think a lot of people forget what we saw from Joe Burrow. I want to say November of his rookie year, um, obviously before the injury. And he, this offense really started to gain their chemistry. Guess who they didn't have on their offense? And Jamar Chase wasn't drafted That's yet. That's why I team. brought up 2020. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think of what T. Higgins was, that connection we started to talk about. Wow, look at him and Tyler yep. Boyd. And T, that T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, both better players than they were in 2020. I think Zach yeah. has improved as a play caller. I think this offensive line is better than 2020. Defense? They got 37, so I hope it's better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, I think the defense is better, too, on paper and everything. Um, yeah, I just I think that this is a better team than 2020, and the Browns' defense is different. But it's been bad so far. I, I, they could play well. They, hey, this is a team that sees the Bengals a lot, so they could play well. They could 
bring the Bengals down the you know their level or something. I just would predict the Bengals offense does fine this week. I think they'll I think they'll look good, and we're not gonna look ahead. Just nope. I think just take this week Monday Night Football. I think the Bengals win. I don't feel as confident as I did against the Falcons or the Steelers. Like I don't think this is a the Bengals win unless they turn the ball over a few times. Even though I'm I guess I'm predicting like a seven point win. Whatever. <laughs> Go with the scores off the top of my head, man. I do a lot of doing it, breaking news. <laughs> um, but I, I just want to get them above 30, and I think they win. So that's where I am. If it ends up 31, 27, 34, 30 even, I think it could happen. I just I think they win. I think they go above 30. They could lose this game if they lose the opening script is all I think, is if the Browns get out to an early lead and then they can just pound the rock, that's the script for the Bengals' loss. I think this is going to be so telling too. Um, you're dealing with this in the middle of the season as you're really getting to roll with your offense in a prime month of November, early December of what we've already talked about with Joe Burrow the last couple of weeks and who we can be put in that MVP conversation. If he keeps his offense rolling and they still get it going and you have a better mm-hmm. offensive line, you, you better realize what kind of quarterback you have over here and People just kind of forgot that he's still here. You still got Joe Burrow. The MVP narrative gets so much stronger if he could keep playing well without Jamar Chase. Because then it's like, well, he doesn't even need his number one receiver. This guy could still do it without him. So, yeah, this is this is the uh, storyline scenario. And then when he gets Jamar back, hopefully, um, Mm -hmm. he faces all those tough opponents and awesome, awesome other possible MVPs and can show them up on the national stage. So this is the scenario that Joe Burrow could win the MVP, but uh, it all comes to, it all starts Monday and we'll see how they can perform without their number one guy. I'll make this really quick because we do have to wrap up, but, but it's the same for T Higgins. There was a lot of talk this off season is, Hey, can this team pay two wide receivers? Can mm-hmm. it happen? Can they keep T Higgins? This is T Higgins time. Time to keep shining because he's proved he can be wide receiver number one when they need to go to him, and he's still a big part of this offense. So you got plenty of guys who can who can step up, and uh, we'll see that on Monday night football. I know you'll have plenty on all Bengals. What's up there now? Um, I'm not going to be able to get a preview article up in a few weeks, but uh, I will have the takeaways article after the game on Monday. So hopefully we're writing something very nice. I do – I have to let the people know that are this late in next week's gonna be a little bit rough for uh, the content from me because I'm going to be traveling a couple days. Just sorry. Well, the good news is they will get win, lose or draw. They will get a podcast from us probably oh, yeah. around, around midnight, one in the morning. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about to recap that Monday night football Halloween game, including all the costumes that we're going to see. <laughs> Um, I would much rather talk about Halloween masks than than the bad part of not having Jamar Chase. But still, optimistic podcast. We are here for you. Team is four and three with a chance to get a big division win on Monday Night Football. Make sure you follow along over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We'll be back in a couple of days to recap Monday Night Football on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.